a moment or two to the angry young man With his foot in his mouth and his heart in his hand He's been stabbing the back, he's been misunderstood It's a comfort to know his intentions are good And he sits in a room with a lock on the door With his maps and his medals laid out on the floor And he likes to be known as the angry young man Hey everybody and welcome to episode 51 of Not All Bad, where every cloud has a silver lining, but that doesn't mean you can't complain about it. I'm your host, Zach Andrews. And this is Paul Messman. Uh, Paul, word on the street is you have uh, a special... Well, I guess we should say, first of all, before I, I... That was kind of like a cliffhanger tease for the audience. <laughs> it sure was. <laughs> but I should say that um, we got to address the elephant in the room being episode 51 Whereas the last oh, yeah. episode released was episode 49. And you know, episode 50, we just have such big things planned that it can't can't be contained within normal timelines. Uh, it's it's coming. Uh, sorry, what were you going to say? Einstein said that uh, gravity and time are related, I think. It's, that was something There's, that's I think. an aspect of it for sure and uh the the gravity the mass of episode 50 is just so huge for time itself to be able to contain so it, while things may seem a little bit unlinear non-euclidean to you listeners uh we have a grand plan here and, and at some point along the timeline of human history episode 50 will drop and i don't know if that's going to be in the uh you know, in the, I was going to say either, say either the crustacean or the deciduous period, but neither of those are actual period, ecological time period. I will say the Permian is a period. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, or the Jurassic is a period. The, the, it, it could, we, who knows if episode 50 will fall into place in either one of those or perhaps the Middle Ages or um, during the Cold War, or it could be uh, in a few weeks. Uh, there's no way to know. Uh, <laughs> But uh, episode 50 will come. It just can't be contained yeah. by the laws of time. You know, I've seen the movie Interstellar, and my understanding is that we've already started recording episode 50, but it just, it's time is moving slower because, like you said, the gravity. And so Murph. It's just, it, it, hasn't, it hasn't finished yet. Murph! Uh, <laughs> Remember that part? Oh, yeah, of course I do. I've seen that movie too many times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so back to the, back to the, like, the, the, gentle little feather tickle i gave the audience um i say feather tickle yeah uh what what i mean so let's list the way what are ways in which you can tickle somebody i feel like either fingers or feather are pretty much the two options i i feel like feathers are what's always shown in like movies or shows as like ah he has a feather he's gonna use that to tickle someone i, I don't i don't know that i've ever seen someone like carry around a feather ready to use it or like <laughs> most situations where i see a feather i'm like that's probably from a dead bird or something it's like i'm not gonna put that up to someone's nose that's there's covid on that you know i just who you and i who, watch very different porn <laughs> 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 that's that is a joke that is too inappropriate for the show but it's funny enough where i think i'm gonna leave it in <laughs> I have so many questions that I guess I'll save for off air. Uh, <laughs> or uh, subscribe to our Patreon for the uh, X-rated Not All Bad. Uh, <laughs> I wish. Where it's very bad is actually the title. Oh, um, yeah. 
<laughs> Anyways, what 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 are you tickling on me or the who? For for what reason are you tickling our audience with a feather? Uh, well, you have uh, there's some word on the street is all, all the blogs are talking about uh, your new uh, your uh, love affair. Love affair. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's time. I well, I don't know the details. I don't even know if there is a love affair, but I do know one thing, and that is that uh, for episode fifty one, we're gonna have a hinge pinch. Oh hell yeah, we are. Um, I don't know that I'd call it a love affair, or, but uh, I've I've been on Hinge. Uh, I I've I've been binging it, or that, that, you know that that joke doesn't work. Anyways, I <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I decided to jump back in. I've I've been lurking on Hinge. I've been I've been spending a long time uh, just viewing the people that liked me and saying, you know, I I should talk to them, and then not talking to them. Uh, it's been what what I've been doing for a while, like weeks, months. I, I don't I even know how much time has passed. It's probably been a while. Um, <clears throat> however, um, I, I I decided to actually message a few people back uh, in the last few days, and I've been talking to one of the people for a few days, so that's going okay. Um, you know, the the thing that's unfortunate is that I I asked for her number like a couple hours ago and she gave it to me and instead of texting her I'm doing this show which means that she probably thinks I'm just ghosting her right now because like I you know what I mean like <laughs> because uh, I asked well for you it. are you you are kind of I ghosting look, her right I now I kind though. of am uh, but but our fans come first uh is what uh, I always say uh <laughs> gir- <laughs> yeah girls like it when you're mean to them though right that's what I've heard I I, girls of the audience, if there are any, uh, please write in and tell us uh, how much you love when men are mean to you. P- please uh, describe to us. That's why I never. That's why nobody ever likes me because I'm just too nice. I'm just too. I'm just always in the friend zone. You, you, you know, hey, fellas, uh, who's with me? You know, Zach, us us nice guys, we just can't catch a break. You know what I'm saying? We're just we're just <laughs> too nice. Us nice guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I'm always like, I'm so nice that every week I'm in a, a different, uh, women's DM saying like, uh, I can't believe that re- I saw your tweet about how a guy was mean to you. Uh, uh, I can't men, right? Ugh, I can't Hey, nice boobies, by the way. What's your, <laughs> like, can I, I have your number? I like, don't even want to uh, like associate myself with men because I'm so ashamed, but, uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll try to be nice to you. Uh, uh, is it? Have you ever? Have you ever noticed that like some dogs don't trust men either? Just like ugh, just like women, right? <laughs> God, I, I like even do- even puppers don't like men, right? You like puppers, don't you? God, I hate men. God, I wish I was a woman. God, I wish I was a girl so bad. Ugh, we're uh, trash. I know. I get it. We're trash. Uh, we're trash. Anyways, uh, you want to go out sometime? Uh. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't have I I like am, honestly I I've been out of the game for a while and I'm so eager to get back in. I really something has triggered me, in me recently the past couple of weeks and I really want that validation. I want that attention to come like flowing back my way. Yeah, it's probably loneliness. That's what did it for me. <laughs> <laughs> it may be. It may very well be loneliness. Um I I'm kind of like uh I'm kind of in the mood for um to get back into the game, but I the same thing that I feel like limited my success the first time is limiting my success limiting my interest in reigniting that that candle now and it's that i don't have any pictures from 
Like I haven't taken a picture obviously since March. I'm devoid of any pictures since March, and I've changed a lot th- since then. I've Th- got the long true, hair now. Um, I've got the uh, I've got the six earrings in each ear. <laughs> I've got the facial tattoos. I've got the uh, white contacts, and uh, I, I just feel like the old pictures don't represent me anymore. <laughs> it's true. I, I've se- I've seen you in person once, and I I didn't even recognize you. I I think th- these women on these apps deserve to see the real Uzak. I think so too. So whenever that whenever the time comes, I'm sure that I'll have. Uh, um, a ton of matches rolling in. I just need about five more years to, <laughs> to where I, I quit my job and I dedicate eight hours a day to working out, and then I'll be where I want to be. Uh, I mean, that is one thing in terms of de- – I know this isn't even the point you're making, but in terms of dedicating time, I realize that this is why I don't use these apps or don't like using them all the time, is that it's kind of exhausting because these past few days just in trying to like – and this is partially self-inflicted that while I'm like talking to new people, I way over think and spend time on like what, how to message people on these dating apps. And it's just time yeah. consuming, exhausting. Like it's like, I mean, meeting people is great. And that's why ultimately we come back to these apps is that we want to meet new people. But then it's like, it's just exhausting, man. <laughs> Um, I also heard second word on the street is I'm getting a lot of scuttlebutt. I'm all the blogs are talking. All the blogs are just, they're just lighting up like a Christmas tree with notifications. Is, is, is there someone in my house that's just like live tweeting, watching me right now? Sorry. Go, go ahead. I'll... It may, it may be the gremlins. It may be me. It, <laughs> I won't tell you. It's, it's one or the other. I will tell you that much. We've got a uh, journalism gremlins in your house. Um, uh, you mentioned that you wanted to talk about what you're drinking, and I couldn't think of a. I'm really sorry that I couldn't think of like a a smooth transition to bring that up, or like oh, any man. any way to segue into that. But just, I, I was just, just about to away. casually ask you what you're drinking, and then and then you know that's okay. That's that's not not even that much better. Like, what are you drinking? What am I trying to hit on you at a bar? Uh, well, first but. you got to say how like how trash men are, and then maybe I'll let you slide. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the reason I want to bring it up is, is what I'm curious if you've ever heard of this. I'm drinking, um, something called Bud Light Platinum Seltzer. (laughs) Are are you familiar with the Platinum run of seltzer? You know, is that that different from Bud Light Seltzer? Is it like, I mean, it's gotta be right. It is, but here's the thing. I am convinced that I accidentally bought like a bootleg seltzer, like masquerading as a Bud Light Light brand. (laughs) I, I say this for a variety of reasons. For one, <laughs> so so part of the reason I bought it is I like Bud Light Seltzer, and then I saw that there was a platinum run that's it's higher alcohol percentage, it's eight percent instead of the standard five percent, um, which is a little high for a seltzer. Yeah, it um, is actually. And and it was different flavors. I was like, oh, Bud Light has a new seltzer out. Like I I'm gonna go try these new flavors, and like it seems like a new line. It's called Platinum. That seems like it should be like extra good, right? Or like like the the higher tier of high class uh, seltzer drinkers uh, just like bud light but i i got to be honest i oh i <laughs> just almost spilled did you just away. spill it everywhere <laughs> i kind of dropped it but i managed to catch it in such a way that it didn't actually spill so i'm nice. just trying to look at the can this is going well um the 
if you just look at the artwork, like, yes, it says Bud Light, but it feels like it's a low resolution. Like, you know, like, when you have, like, a really low resolution picture, and the more you zoom in, it, like, gets kind of fuzzy. Like, that's, like, what the Bud Light kind of looks like. And, like, the, the Bud Light, normal Bud Light seltzer is such a clean, sharp branding. Like, even though... I, yeah. I... I I think that it shouldn't be called Bud Light Seltzer because the brand Bud Light doesn't do anything for me, but they'd make a good seltzer. Let's um, Okay, I don't want to interrupt you, but I'm going to because this is what I do on the show. Can we workshop some new Bud Light Seltzer branding? We, we really should. I, I, <laughs> what, what, about, what, uh, what about this? Uh, Sizzle Buds. No, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I feel like, I feel like we got to work. I, th- I think we could work buds in somewhere, but like, you don't want to say yeah. bud light necessarily. Yeah. Uh, n- not your buddy's seltzer. Hmm. <laughs> That's really dumb. Uh, this hmm. sucks. I thought this would uh, be funny. This sucks. Budding relationship. All right. Yeah. I, I, well, there's nothing here. Uh, <laughs> maybe we, maybe we shouldn't be so hard on the bud light brand then. Cause, uh. <laughs> I mean, if we couldn't come up with something better in 60 seconds, how do we expect their their branding team to come up with something better? It's true. It, it is true. Um, but the seltzer, it also doesn't taste that good. What about? Oh, sorry, honey, hang on now. Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, how about Bud Sprite? You know, it's kind of an interesting one. I feel like if you can really, if you can, if you can swing it with the Coca Cola brand to get just a quick. <laughs> A quick lift on the Sprite trademark. I think Bud Sprite is is the way to go. You know, I actually really like that because it, it, Bud Light, Bud Sprite, kind of, you know, Sprite kind of tastes almost like a sugary seltzer. You know. In fact, I'm just gonna start calling Bud Light seltzer Bud Sprite from now on. <laughs> I, I actually, so, you kind of nailed it. <laughs> we're talking about Bud Sprite Platinum today. <laughs> That's um, right. Yeah. It's, I don't know, it's just the branding looks off. And it, like, it looks like Bud Light had some interns, and, and they were just, for their intern project, they were just supposed to come up with a new line. It was never actually supposed to go to production. And then, like, on the last day of their internship, they were like, for our intern project, we came up with Bud Light Platinum Seltzer. <laughs> and then... And they're like, wow, we already... Uh, sorry, we already have Bud Light Seltzer. It's called Bud Sprite now. <laughs> exactly. And they're like, oh, well, uh, th- you don't understand. It's platinum. It's better. It's like the Miller High Life of Miller Light, if, but it's with Budweiser. You know, it's never dawned on me that the title Miller High Life actually pisses me off. I don't know why. Just something about it being called High Life sounds. It's the I, champagne of beers. Oh, my God. How, how uh, dare you? It, how <laughs> dare you speak to the champagne of beers like that? I, I, I can't handle it. That's <laughs> it's a travesty, honestly. It's uh, funny that Miller High Life is considerably worse than just Miller Light. From the one time so I had odd. it a long time ago. Um, it's been very long, but I did not like it very much at all. I mean, this has been Zach's beer reviews. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of beer that you're like at a party. It's the only thing there that's free. And it's like, would I rather be sober at this party or drink this shitty beer? And then you stand there for a minute and you're like, I'm going to be sober at this party. Uh, <laughs> that, Paul, that decision is never, I, that was never even an option for me. <laughs> 
I mean, I, that's at least the, that's been the decision before. Uh, but <laughs> that's that's the only reason I've tried is because I I don't actually make that decision. I just like to think <laughs> that I have the balls to make that decision. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm still drinking this, but I'm just I'm I don't know how to Zach. I'm gonna actually send you a picture of this real quick because I feel like I need you to see it to understand why it bothers me because it it truly is just a. It's a. It feels like a poor man's seltzer. I, like it just. I have. Good. I actually am on BudLight.com slash Ian slash R dash beer slash Platinum dash beer dot HTML, <laughs> and it took me. Uh, I had to enter my birth date to be able to view this website. I am older than twenty one, so I was allowed to. Coincidentally, I also happen to be on MillerHighLife.com, which in which I also had to enter <laughs> my uh, information, and um. Let me just like run by the branding for you real quick. And the slogan apparently is for this product made for the night. Unlike all of the beers, which are explicitly for day drinking, uh, Bud Light Platinum and Bud Sprite Platinum are made for the night. Then we're looking at here. We got a quick comparison. Bud Sprite Platinum made with real agave and triple filtered with natural fruit flavors, wild berry, citrus, and blood orange. Blood Sprite. Whoa. (laughs) Blood. (laughs) Blood Sprite. Bud Sprite Platinum is a premier hard seltzer made for those refreshing evenings filled with endless possibilities. So this is like a sex potion, basically. This is a love potion. Um, I'm glad I'm drinking it when I'm with you. (laughs) Yeah. 8% alcohol by volume, 170 calories. Now we we tab over to Bud Light Platinum. The uh, description is half as long. With a sleek new look. And the same smooth, slightly sweet finish, it's time to kick your night off the right way. The platinum way. 6% alcohol by volume, 139 calories per 12 fluid ounces. I, 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 uh, apparently, this, is, this branding, all this is to say is this, the Sprite branding is based off of the light branding. There's already yeah. a Bud Light Platinum in which I was not aware. That, that really is the high life of Miller life, I guess. <laughs> but... Either from this website or from the picture I sent you, do you kind of see how it feels like this is like compared to the bright, clear, crisp branding of the normal Bud Sprite um, that this platinum one just feels like second tier? I will say I get I don't get a seltzer vibe from it. I will say that the original Bud Sprite, it screams seltzer. Yeah, it does. Um, it's got the white can with the with the big block letters logoing, and then the very colorful uh, iconography. Mm-hmm. But the uh, Bud Sprite Platinum is very kind of like I, it, honestly, I I can see I it says made for the night. I kind of riffed on it earlier. I can see that. I can see made for the night. It's got a refined kind of erudite flavor to it on the logo. Um, it it <laughs> I would not fault you for assuming it's a knockoff. <laughs> Uh, the Bud Sprite original has Bud Light in massive letters. I mean, the letters are enormous. It's like size seventy-two font on these on these sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the Bud Sprite Platinum, for some reason, Bud Light the branding logo is so small. It's 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 like twelve point font, and then Platinum Seltzer is enormous. So, mm. what do you think that's trying to tell us? I mean, it almost feels like they're, like, distancing themselves from the Bud Light brand for this one specifically. It's like, no, this one's this one is made for the night. 
Yeah. You, you think Bud Light, you think, oh, this is made for the day. Like, I, I got a long day ahead of me, and I, I want to... I'm going to be drinking the next 12 hours. Let me just purchase the cheapest thing possible. But what's going to upset my tummy the least? But this says, no, we are made for the night. And uh, platinum seltzer is what jumps out at you first above Bud Light. And I guess that's kind of a design choice. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like for the people following on at home who haven't actually looked this up, that, that they're probably trying to picture it. And uh, it's not worth your time. Uh, it's it's not good looking. Just, just add that into your picture of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Imagine something ugly, and you got it. You got a lock yeah. on lock. <laughs> um, but uh, are are you? <laughs> I didn't just want to bring this up to talk about myself. Are you drinking anything, Zach? <laughs> yeah, actually. Um, I I I truly do have something that's made for probably more for the day. Actually. Oh. Um. Uh, I'm drinking, uh, an Añejo Highball, which, uh, sounds very refined. It's a cocktail. It's, uh, Ah. aged rum, triple sec, lime juice, bitters, and ginger beer. If you've ever had a dark and stormy, uh, which is basically just rum, ginger beer, and lime juice. It's a lot like that with a little more. It's very tropical. I mean, I'm, you know, it's island time. You know how I do. (laughs) Um, I'm drinking a tropical drink in October. Uh, speaking of real quick, I actually saw somebody had put up Christmas lights, uh, around their house today. And it is uh, for the audience, for the folks at home, it's October 7th and I saw Christmas lights today, which I really have no room to complain because I am drinking an Anjejo highball, which is, uh, uh, a tropical drink. But, um, yeah, I, I, I was just, I saw that and I was very upset not to derail your conversation. Also, I'm going to derail myself derailing you. And say that last night I uh, went by my house. I hadn't been there in like two weeks. I'm still living in the apartment. Um, and uh, there was a package at my doorstep. And it was from Travis, who has appeared on the show before. And inside were uh, a variety of beers. And uh, as we've discussed on the show extensively, and, uh, today and in the past, seltzers. Uh, mm-hmm. Native to Alaska. Some uh, Alaskan craft brews from Travis. Um, while he was, uh, while he was home in Anchorage. And I, uh, I have also been, uh, drinking, uh, quite a few of those tonight. So thank you, Travis, for contributing to the, to this episode, the last one you were on and to my, uh, spiraling alcoholism. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm not saying this to try to make you feel less special, but he actually also sent me a package, uh, with some of those Alaskan seltzers. I'm not drinking them tonight, but they are fantastic. So that I actually makes me feel uh, more special in the fact that you and I are included. Now, if I find out that one other goddamn person is in this group, <laughs> then I'm going to be upset. But if you are also lumped into this um, this group, then then I'm flattered. What date do you recall receiving this package? Because do you, do you have any idea? I'm looking right now because I texted him <clears throat> as soon as I got it. Uh, September 21st, actually. Cool, cool. That was what I was worried of. I was worried about this beer um, sitting out for the last two and a half weeks, which it has been, uh, just on my front porch. <laughs> it tasted fine. Oh, it was on um, your porch this whole time? <laughs> yeah, like I said, I hadn't been to my house in two weeks, so it was just oh. sitting there. Um, I was actually kind of surprised that none of the neighborhood rapscallions just decided to lift it and have a good time with it, which, honestly, if they did that, I would have no way of knowing. <laughs> so I would, I would... I would have been disappointed that my 
treasure was taken from me. But if that was the cause that it went to was a bunch of like underage kids got to get like mildly buzzed off of some random dude's like craft porch beer, Alaskan beer, <laughs> then I would be, I would be quite pleased. Like, you know, chase, <laughs> You know, chase your bliss. Uh, I'm okay with that. But uh, fortunately, it still made its way to my hands. None uh, none of the kids in the bicycle gang that run my block uh, <laughs> decided to take the beer from me. So I appreciate that a great deal. You, you know, Zach, I, I, it's come to my attention that I, we, we normally have some sort of structure to this show. Do you think, do you think we should actually jump into it? I actually thought that that was your not gonna lie. I thought that was your negative rant. Was the uh, the seltzer? Oh, uh, <laughs> it actually was not. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, <laughs> well, yeah. Now that we're halfway through the entire goddamn episode, I guess maybe would be now a good chance to uh, to discuss some things. Um, so, if this is your first time listening to the show, um, welcome. You're really going to want to dig into episode 50 when that comes around uh, on the timeline of human existence. But for now, uh, you're stuck with 51. Paul and I typically are each going to come to the show prepared with a uh, something that's made us mad in the last week, and we're going to talk about it. Um, and then uh, the listeners have submitted some ideas on what have, what have made them mad. Is that what has made them mad in the past uh, couple weeks that we're going to draw from a hat and talk about that? for a while and then each of us will end the show on talking about something that made us happy and i actually did some research before paul and it is my turn to go first this episode so i'm gonna go ahead and kick us off um i was in a wedding a couple weeks ago i was a groomsman um and it was a great honor and uh i understand that we're in a bit of a, a tough uh situation as a a world right now with the pandemic going on. And I will say that, uh, uh, I did get tested and uh, I came back negative. So I I was trying to be as responsible as possible, but I couldn't, you know, I was a groomsman in the wedding that's been planned for a year. I I can't, I can't refuse it. I understand that might get me canceled and I'm sorry. I had to do what I had to do. Um, I was as safe as I could be. Uh, and, uh, I, I don't have symptoms and I got tested, so we're good. And, um, but as a function of that, first of all, I got, I imagine a lot of f- photos taken of me. Um, so hopefully I can bolster my hinge profile with those when, when those are filtered down the pipeline. <laughs> also, I showed up to this wedding. I've only been to a handful of weddings as an adult. And I have uh, talked in the past, I think on a positive rant about how much I love weddings. And it's true. I love weddings. And this wedding is no exception. One of the all-time greatest I've been to. Uh, in fact, I would, I'm going to go ahead and chalk it up to number one. It's probably the best wedding I've ever attended. Wow. Um, but I have an issue. And that is that I... Um, you hate the people who got married. I absolutely hate <laughs> the groom and the bride. No. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I, uh, I showed up to the wedding with a gift, which I thought was a good idea and very thoughtful. Um, I ordered something off of their registry. I took it to my house. I bought wrapping paper. Cracking a cold one. I taught my I taught myself how to tie a ribbon onto a package. Uh, I signed my name onto a card that I tied to the ribbon, and uh, it was all color coordinated. It all matched and. I showed up to the wedding and there was nowhere to put the gift. There was no one else who brought gifts. Um, I look, I, I, I looked like an asshole because everybody else ordered a gift off the registry 
and had it mailed directly to their house. Now, this is just absolute goddamn bullshit. This is, I mean, when I was a kid, you'd show up to a wedding and there'd be a gigantic table where everyone would put their gifts and you'd have a big pile of presents by the end of the wedding. And I painstakingly, meticulously wrapped my gift to be flawless. Like I said, I taught myself how to tie a ribbon and it looked fantastic just so I could have it displayed on this table and show off to the other groomsmen. There was no location in which I could place gifts. And apparently, like I was saying, everybody else just ordered stuff off the registry and had it delivered to their house directly. And then it got to the house, and I, I it was pretty inquisitive about this. The bride and the groom just took it off the front porch and then opened it. <laughs> and their argument was, well, no, it's okay because it's like we, we need – I mean the wedding gifts are a practical thing typically, right? Like you're ordering yeah. things like blenders. Um, and, and for the life of me, I can't think of a single other practical item in my household, but a blender is, is something that you may order. And so you open it up, you start using it. No, that's absolute, that's bullshit. It just, that's like saying like, oh, it, well, instead of, Hey, this time this year for Christmas, just go ahead and mail the gift to me. I don't care if it's like November 12th. I'm just going to go ahead and use it. Then like, why even have Christmas? I mean, like, I mean, celebration of the life uh, of, and birth of uh, Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior, the Christian faith aside, why celebrate Christmas if there's no gifts? <laughs> like, why, why, like, if you can't just wait to open your the gifts under the Christmas tree on Christmas, then who cares? Like, it's not, it's just a BS holiday. There's no point. It's just a day off of work in that case. I, I don't think, I, I don't think that, you know, you should be able to send the wedding gifts to the bride and groom's household. You should be forced to wrap it up and give it to him at the wedding. I, I showed up and I was a groomsman going on and asking people to where to put this, this gift. And people were saying word for word, I don't know, aren't you a groomsman? I looked like a complete <laughs> dick. Like, no, I, maybe I'm a groomsman, but I'm not the goddamn wedding planner. How, do I sh- how should I know where this goes? I like to imagine you just carrying that around through the ceremony, through the reception, just like having it in hand with nowhere to set it throughout the entire event. I left it in the groom's cottage for the ceremony. And <laughs> and then I come back after the reception, like six hours later, and it's, gone, it's not there. It's gone. So I, I really <laughs> hope they got their cocktail mixing set. Because Lord knows that's a great gift. First of all, it's a great gift for me. Second of all, I left a very cute note in the package. Third of all, I wrapped it painstakingly and I paid for it. So I really hope, and it was on the registry too. I'm not just, you know, it wasn't just a random gift. I was the only one who brought a wrap present to this wedding. And that to me is, it's a flaw. It, your we- I don't care if it's your special day. I don't care. I, your birthday is a special day that comes around once a year and you don't just get to open, you don't just get to open your gifts whenever the hell you feel like it. That's not how gifts work. You, you, the, part of the fun is the fact that you get to unwrap a ton of gifts at once. Like if something shows up on your porch and it just says knife block <laughs> or cutting board on the box and it's like 14 days before the, the actual event and then for the next 14 days you're getting like um, spice rack on your, on your porch and you're like – that's terrible. You might as well just buy it yourself. Part of the fun is just having a massive hoard of things that you have to unwrap and be surprised by. I, I and that's about all I have to say about it. I, I think that the modern, apparently it's a modern thing to not have a gift table at your wedding. And I think that is one tradition that, that we need to bring back. I think that's, that's one thing that history got right. And 
it also the the lack of the gift table removes the trope of the person who shows up without a gift and just has a card that they switch out the card and have their card so the people think that they gave the gift. Like yeah, right. The, the the classic switcheroo that that that's needed. I don't know. I I, uh, I that just adds so much drama and fun to the wedding that I think that's a, that's a key feature you're missing as well. I, that's a great point. And you know another aspect of the registry that I have, uh, you know, similar to how you seem to have questioned other people involved, I I have I have interrogated people about before, is that lots of people. So you set up your own registry for a wedding. And this also happens sometimes with like baby showers and stuff. You can just check at any point and see what has been bought and what has not been bought. Like I, I've known some people who like made the list, but then like gave the information to someone else to like keep track of some of it so that they didn't see what was bought and what wasn't or something. But like that's like even before it gets to their doorstep, they already know what's like on the way. You know? Yeah. The groom said the same thing. The groom said, "Yeah, well, whenever I get something in the mail, I just saw who bought it." What? Why? In a way that honestly, in a way that's kind of rude. That's like if somebody. That's like if um, it's your uh, it's your birthday, and your grandma's in town, and she's like, well, "I got you a card, Zachary," <laughs> and then you take the envelope and you just like rip it open with your teeth, and you just dive straight in. It's got it's one of those uh, cards that plays music. It plays like <laughs> "Celebration" by uh, whoever made that song. Yeah, yeah. Was that cool? Cool in the gang. I gotta look this up now, or else no I'm, I'm gonna be embarrassed. <laughs> Uh, it's not, you it's know, not the that's one, one of the songs that I never hear, but then uh, at weddings without fail, it shows up and people like waltz over to the dance floor. Like, especially people in their like fifties are like, Oh hell yeah. This is my jam is celebration. Like that. It's a great song. Like. It is my mm. cool in the gang. I got it right. So it's like one of those musical cards that plays uh celebration by cool in the gang. <laughs> and you, see, you just like rip the envelope open with your teeth. And then you just like, fist the the check for well, 50 bucks out of the card and you it plays like the first two notes of celebration and you just toss it on the ground and say thanks grandma and then you run away and buy weed or you know how you pay for weed with a, a check <laughs> does, it, you, does anyone else's weed dealer only take check or is that just me you show up and you're like can i like like sign this and say that i'm giving it to you you yeah, know, can I endorse this check? I, do, I was gonna say I do, that's the word I was looking for is endorse. How how do checks even work? You can just write something on them and some, suddenly someone else can cash them. I don't I don't understand that system whatsoever. A lot of the things that um a, a lot of things that the government doesn't want you to know. Well, there's a lot, and one of them is that you can do that with money too. If you take the dollar bill and <laughs> like where it says George Washington and you write Paul Messman at the bottom. Well, I guess, but I guess that doesn't make any sense because you already have the dollar bill. So why would you need to change? Why would you need to change the, the ownership? Look, I'm giving you like a twenty dollar bill. I'm like, wait, let me write down that it's yours, so the government knows that this is your twenty dollar bill. And yeah, this, this, this ten bucks does not belong to to Andrew Jackson. I don't know why it keeps saying that. Andrew Jackson's dead. It's not his money. It's my money. sense <laughs> hey guys george washington is like super dead it's not his money it's mine 
It's also got the signature. That's okay. One of the biggest scams of the American Treasury is the Secretary of the Treasury signs every dollar bill. If you if you get get out your wallet. If you have any cash in there, get out your wallet. Uh, nobody does. What, welcome to 1992. If you have any cash, look at the, the the cash in your wallet, and the Secretary of the Treasury signs every single dollar bill. It's because he think it's because it's his. You got to cross that out before you pay with anything with cash. That's why nobody uses cash anymore. That's why it's all credit cards. You, you, you know a credit card is yours because it's got your name printed on it right there. But with cash, technically everything, every ca- piece of cash and flow is owned by Secretary of the Treasury unless you cross his name out. It's a huge scam. A lot of people don't know about it. I, now I you know. Can't, I, I'm trying desperately to read the signature, but I can't for the life of me make out what his name is. It um, looks like I, it I could couldn't be tell Paul, you, but I can't tell for sure. Maybe it's Paul. Maybe it's Paul. Mes- maybe you signed your name. Maybe, maybe it is your money. <laughs> I can't make it out. Oh well. Um, I feel like this could so easily be looked up, but I refuse to do so. I'm trying to, but I don't know how to spell secretary. <laughs> uh, current secretary of the treasury is Stephen. Okay. Imagine the word, I want you to picture the word munchkin in your head. Now, instead of the N being after the U to pronounce munchkin, the N is now before the U. M-N-U-C-H-I-N. Stephen Newkin, maybe? I find that offensive, whatever it is. That's not even a real name. That's That's why he can get away with signing his identity theft on the dollar bill and now all the cash is his um i i am out i'm done i'm if if uh, if you're getting married soon fix your please fix your uh fix your wedding registry so that people can bring their nicely wrapped presents to your wedding also paul h o'neill could be uh the signature oh. he was uh Secretary of the Treasury from January 30th, 2001 to December 31st, 2002 under George W. Bush. Does it look like an H. O'Neill? It looks like Paul and it could be an H. This is actually interesting because it means that this – wouldn't that mean that um, like this dollar bill was made in like 2000? That's kind of interesting. Yeah, it would mean that. Um, It feels pretty crisp. There, <laughs> actually, it there, says series twenty thirteen. So actually, I, I take it wasn't made. I, well, I that would be that would be either uh, Timothy F. Geithner, or more likely Jacob G. Liu from New York. There's no other Pauls who served as Secretary of the Treasury in the history of the United States. <laughs> I didn't even realize that was a job. All right, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sit around signing money. Real quick, it would be so easy to. I, you could get into anywhere as Secretary of the Treasury. I feel like you could. Just, their signatures right there. It'd be easy to forge. I think. It's a fair point. Anyway, whatever. Sorry. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> I didn't realize there was all this this random BS on dollar bills. Like I, I didn't know that. Told you all this information. Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, there's that, a it's a whole conspiracy. <laughs> that is not what my rant is about today, though. Um, <clears throat> Zach, I I'd like to talk to you today about 
how awful it is when you have a good idea and you forget it. Um, this topic was born out of the fact that a night or two ago, knowing that we were going to record the podcast in a couple days, while laying in bed, I had what I can only describe as one of the best topics I've ever come up with. <laughs> I just remember... I And the thing is, I remember laying there like half a, like already on the way to sleep, like I was already pretty tired and thinking, this is so obvious. I can't believe I haven't talked about this yet. This is like, this would just be one of the easiest topics I've ever come up with because it would be so good. And I like, it would be an incredible topic. And then I remember thinking my phone is charging about, about 12 inches away from my face. Should I grab that and write this down? And you know what I told myself, Zach? I don't know if you heard that, but that was like a burp while I was talking. I did so hear that. Yeah, we all <laughs> heard it, Paul. Really Everybody heard it. <laughs> this uh, platinum seltzer, it's, it may be bootleg, but it gets the job done. It's uh, <laughs> the drink of the night. Uh, you know what I said while I was laying there? I said, this is so obvious. I will like It was something that I was so positive that I just think about all the time that I was like, I don't need to write this down. I'll just think about this the second I wake up in all of tomorrow. And then like, I'll remember that I had some angle on this for a, a topic. And then I, I don't need to write it down. Like I was, I've never been so confident about something like in my life. And then you know what happened, Zach is today as I was getting ready for the podcast, I said, Oh yeah, there was that topic that I thought was really, really good. That I was excited to talk about. What was that again? And then I couldn't remember it. And then I went to my notes. I was like, maybe I wrote it down. And you know what? I didn't. So screw you, Paul, from two nights ago, because I didn't remember it. I, I have no idea what it was, and it will probably escape me forever. I just... <laughs> it is the absolute worst when you forget things. Like, So I th this may seem like a hack topic, because I'm basically talking about the fact that I don't have a topic because I forgot my topic. But I'm pretty pissed off about it, because I've, I've realized that... I, I'm like the guy from Memento. You know the movie Memento where the man forgets every day and he has to tattoo the important information on his body so he doesn't forget? I feel like I'm becoming that man. Where, like, That's if like I 50 just... first dates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, apparently I just suck at remembering things and I feel like I have to write everything on my body or I'm going to forget it. If I had, um, if, if I wrote down every time I had a good idea for something to rant about and, instead of forgetting it, this show might actually be good. This happens to me on a weekly basis. Yeah. <laughs> it's infuriating. Yeah, and it's... I, I feel like... You know what makes it bad, or, or even worse, is that sometimes I do write things down, and frequently the things I write down, when I find them later, I'm like, wait, that's a great idea. So the knowledge that the things I write down are frequently good makes me realize that the things I haven't written down and have forgotten were probably really good, and they're just lost in the universe, uh, never to be remembered. It's just... I don't know. It's, it's happened... It, it happens with things besides the show. Like, like I've occasionally... I, I used to dabble in writing some music, and at some point I wrote a song that I was like, this is it. This is a great song. And then I moved and lost the piece of paper I wrote it on and never found it, and I will never be able to recall those lyrics ever again. Aww. Just, like, some things... Just never, like they have to be manifested into like a physical, like either notes, like physically written or in your phone, and just I don't know, people, people at home, if you have any good ideas right now, write them down. Otherwise, you will forget them. Um, a lot of times, on the other hand, what happens is you'll be drifting to sleep, 
And then you'll be like, oh my God, I just thought I had an incredible idea. And nine <laughs> times out of 10, you'll ignore it and you'll go to sleep and then you'll forget it and you'll wake up and you'll be like, man, I was thinking about some good shit last night and I just, it, it was obliterated. <laughs> it's lost to the sands of time, just like episode 50. And then on the one out of 10 times, you remember the other nine out of 10 times and go, okay, actually, I will write this down. And then uh, you write it down in your notes page on your phone and then you drift to sleep and then you wake up and you're like, man, I had a great idea last night. Oh, wait, I actually wrote it down. And then you'll open up your phone and your notes page says like, like fresh, never frozen beef. <laughs> and you're like, wait, what? what? <laughs> Hang on now. What? what? That, was the, that was a groundbreaking idea I had last night. And then, and then that's almost in a way, almost worse because I would rather know, or at least believe that last night I had a groundbreaking, legendary <laughs> thought, like a MacArthur genius grant level strike of intellect before I fell asleep, and it just was lost to the sands of time. Instead of waking up and seeing that what I thought was possibly the greatest epiphany in the history of humankind was fresh never frozen beef and and how am i supposed to, like what is the context of that what was i thinking there was a time where i i had a few of those like notes in my phone unfortunately i think i deleted them but just absolute not just illegible nonsense um which is always kind of humanizing i guess but also a little bit disappointing i feel like that's the other half of what you're talking about oh yeah for sure i'm <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm looking, um, through notes I've had where I've actually written down things I thought were funny and it, it truly is a mixed bag. Some of them it's like, was I, did I, was, did I, do I have to get back in that mindset to find that funny? Cause that wasn't funny. And then some of them actually are kind of funny. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to ruin them now cause probably anything actually funny. I try to make its way into the show, but, <laughs> um, so I don't want any spoilers in here. But I've um, only been able to track down one of those, and it's I have never spelled Fahrenheit the same way twice. That's one thing that I have written down. That's the only like crumb of of my late night drifting asleep thoughts that I've been able to salvage. All the, all the other ones weren't even uh, significant enough to retain, but for some reason that one remains. I've what? never spelled Fahrenheit the same way twice. <laughs> I, I I found one note. Uh, that I apparently wrote while drunk that said like as you get drunker slow you have a slower frame rate <laughs> like <laughs> that's like, pretty good I, actually it's <laughs> actually like a pretty good drunk thought but just like I must have been really like the room must have been spinning if I was like this is like a slow frame rate like <laughs> like this room I need to is turn on anti-aliasing <laughs> Uh, okay. I have I I have documented a lot of my uh, drunk tweets. I I am a huge drunk tweeter, as most people know. Very into drunk tweeting, drunk texting, drunk Snapchatting, drunk calling, drunk Facetiming, drunk pigeon mess- messaging. I have gotten myself, especially recently, in some boiling hot water over some some drunk texts and varieties of social media posts, of which I'm not necessarily proud. I've I've ruined more than a, a few. <laughs> relationships that are important to me <laughs> through, 
it sounds like it's getting, like actually it's pretty serious. No, 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 no. It's okay. It's fine. It's cool. Uh, and that's what life's about: living and learning and making mistakes. But I'm a big fan of the drunk tweets. I, I'm always, uh, I always really enjoy waking up the next morning and coming across um, the things I've tweeted while drunk because typically they're pretty, uh, pretty entertaining even while sober. Um, my most recent example and probably my favorite of all time is, uh, quote. I'm a sweet little pea and a sweet little pea pod, and there's other peas here with me too. Two peas in a pod? Two peas equals two friends. Welcome to the party. <laughs> that was at uh, two in the morning uh, on the night of actually said wedding. So you could see how the wedding went. <laughs> uh, well, if I had any other points, I'd... I probably forgot them, so we can... <laughs> we can. Well, then, uh, let's do a random rant, then. Um, wow. God damn. It's already 50 minutes into the episode. Um, so I, I come up with uh, number six on our random rant chart. If you So if you want to have your random rant idea right on the show, like we're about to do now, and Paul and I discuss it, which I recommend you do because it's one of the better parts of the show, I would say, because it's... Uh, facilitated by you and not by us i guess <laughs> but um you can do so by emailing the show at random rant uh, whoa at not all bad show at gmail.com with the subject line random rant idea um and then include your idea in the uh, email body text uh today's random rant comes to us from dylan who wants us to discuss uh the popular gas and sundry store uh, in Texas, Bucky's. Hmm. Uh, I have never like so. Bucky's to me is a very new concept. I, I didn't grow up anywhere near, remotely near a Bucky's. I don't know when Bucky's began. I don't know the history of Bucky's, but I I didn't go there until college, at least. Um, and something about it is, uh, first of all, entirely overhyped. Um, <laughs> I. I I think Bucky's is a fantastic place. I really like Bucky's. I I don't think it could ever, much like H E B, for example, it's just one of those Texas things where um, people from Texas are so obsessed with it because of its Texan identity that they just put it on such a high pedestal that it could never achieve the level of hype that it's it's thrown its way. I don't mm-hmm. understand why people love it as much as they do. I think it's a great place. Um, it's always a kind of an option to uh, the number one option for bathroom breaks if you can time it correctly okay. on the road. Um, I've never seen such a large gas station in all my days. <laughs> uh, I've also never seen such a large uh, selection of candy, which I'm a fan yeah. of. I- I'm a big proponent of. Uh, ultimately, I-, I think it's kind of an interesting phenomenon. My favorite part of Bucky's f- overall is. At some point on uh, Interstate 45 from Dallas to Houston, there's a sign that says, uh, I see a beaver in your future. <laughs> uh, and the Bucky's mascot being a beaver is the reference there. Um, and yeah, Bucky's, I hope there's a beaver in my future too. <laughs> but, but I'm not necessarily referring to uh, the titular mascot Bucky's. I, I mean, that'd be nice too if I had to pee in Ennis, Texas or uh san antonio or whatever you wherever you keep your locations but um that that billboard never fails to catch my eye on the way to houston and 
on the past three occasions uh, uh, traveling Houston, one of which was the wedding, as a matter of fact, I attempted to take a photo of the billboard and I've never gotten a clear shot. Because you know that's going on my Twitter as soon as I can get a good photo of it. But it, for now, the, suffice to say, uh, the, what I've ever, what I, all I've been able to do so far is just discuss it on a podcast in which I could say, yeah, uh, I, uh, I do wish, I do hope there is a beaver in my future, Bucky's. Bucky's is so fascinating, especially in the sense that. It's a place that I go so rarely because, I mean, there's not any, like, close to DFW. I know a few people in, in in DFW who, like, the closest one is, like, 45 minutes away to an hour. And, like, at least from, like, Fort Worth where I am. And I've known people who are, like, like oh, like, I need to get out of the house. I'm going to drive to the Bucky that's 50 minutes away. Bucky's that's 50 minutes away. It's, like. That's insanity. Uh, like why like why is that your place <laughs> i live not... i live literally 10 minutes for one and i've never been there i would never go there it's not a road trip it's if it's 10 minutes from my house it's not a road trip there's no reason to go maybe that's why they they feel compelled to go to the 50 minute away one yeah their branding fascinates me because i mean for one they have those i, I mean it, it really is like the road trip companion gas station i'll give them yeah. that like specifically like in texas it's your road trip companion that it, it feels like a landmark on the way to wherever your destination is i mean they've got i mean we, we can't talk about bucky's without mentioning they've got that weird like bronze statue of of an aggressively happy beaver outside of their uh like their front doors yeah and then i don't know what what's crazy about bucky's is there's very few gas stations where it's like you walk in with a group of friends and then it's like you're in a shopping mall where you're like, all right, I'm going to go to this section. You're going to the bathroom. You're going to this section. It's like th- there's different sections. Like I, yeah. I don't know if we have any listeners who've never been there, but truly it feels like a department store. Like It's like a Macy's, like how big this gas station is. That's a great point. It is very much like a, the Macy's of gas stations. Yeah. it's, it's yeah. It, they, they have like a clothing section. Yeah. And, th- it's, th- and it's that's shit what like I was, Carhartt and stuff. I was about to like get to that. One of the – I like Bucky's fine, and I understand why they would have branded merchandise, but I think the thing that I almost find unsettling and disturbing and offensive is the is the quantity of different designs they have that must sell, apparently, that they have, like, dozens of varieties of shirts for Bucky's. Yeah. And, like, like I don't... I feel like they, they sell like their own like brands of like I want to see I always see like camo stuff in there it's like hunting jackets yeah no or no that's true yeah and like I don't it's so I mean this is both what makes it great and what confusingly makes me frustrated with it is that they just have like home decorations that are like very tacky looking at least to my memory uh, if anyone is offended by that, please write in. Uh, we, we always ask y'all to write in and disagree with us, but you don't, so we're just left here sad, and that's okay. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it's just... <clears throat> I don't And then the other... <clears throat> they've got a whole freaking kitchen in there where they're making, like, fresh beef jerky and, like, different varieties of fudge. Like brisket sandwiches. Just, it's just... It's it's bizarre. It's It's... I mean, granted, if it's if they're trying to make themselves a destination on your road trip, it makes sense that they'd have some food, especially snack food for like on the road. It's just, uh, 
I don't know. I have a very specific memory also. <laughs> Back when I worked at camp, you would get like assigned someone to like anonymously like give them gifts. And I gave someone uh, Bucky's beef jerky for some reason. <laughs> and uh, they didn't know it was from me. And then they just like out loud knowing that who gave it to them might be in the room. We're like, uh, does anyone want to share this? I'm uh, not that into beef jerky. Uh, and then <laughs> that's devastating and, yeah but also in his defense beef jerky is a very uh, divisive uh snack food that I, I it's pretty bold of me to assume that he just wanted some beef jerky uh <laughs> i don't know I, the, the statue is a good point like have you ever seen people taking photos of themselves with a bucky statue out front too many times yeah it's not like it's not like it's a statue of thomas corwin u.s department of the treasury secretary from 1850 to 1853 <laughs> like it's just a beaver there's a beaver in my future and it's on instagram it's people posting with a bucky's beaver on instagram i don't understand like the draw of that also another thing the snack food selection at but i mean when we we're talking department store we're saying like every gas station on earth has one aisle dedicated to candy more candy than you've ever seen. Bucky's has like three. At least. It's a lot. <laughs> there there are varieties of snack foods that I have found in Bucky's that I have found nowhere else on earth. Um, you know the buffalo do you know the uh the barbecue uh Fritos that are like in a t- twist spiral? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well they're delicious. And one time in Bucky's I found that. But instead of barbecue flavored, it was like ranch flavored, like Doritos Cool Ranch flavored. Interesting. And some of the best chips I've ever had in my entire life, and I've never found them again ever, including at a Bucky's. Like I always head straight to that aisle to look for that, and I've never found them ever again. I don't. I don't know what, like weird time period, what like window to another dimension I entered when I walked past the Bucky statue without taking a photo in front of it. But I ended up in this this portal to another world, the the upside down of Bucky's where they had these ranch flavored Frito barbecue twists and Bucky's, if you're listening to this, please like there will be a beaver in my future. If I can come to your store and buy these again, <laughs> I, 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 the variety there is just, ins- I feel like they have exclusive rights with like Nestle <laughs> and, and Frito lay and all, and, and all these companies to have, these weird things that are sold nowhere else other than Bucky's. Cause I can't imagine, I don't know how they get the level of variety they do in that store. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. I, I, another aspect that I, I feel like I, we, we briefly mentioned, but I almost feel like it has to be brought up is that people love talking about how good the bathrooms are there. And granted they are exceptionally clean, but the thing that is almost, you know, I'm going to repeat this word unsettling about their bathrooms. I've never seen that many uh, urinals in one place in my life. Like yeah. When you walk into the men's bathroom, I I don't think the, the women in our audience can fathom seeing like literally like 50 urinals all within like one wall. It's it's. It's both inviting because you're like, oh, I, I can have any urinal I want, which is a, a weird thing to be excited about, but I get excited nonetheless. <laughs> uh, but then, <laughs> like, it's also like this feels so unnecessary. Like, is there a rush time at Bucky's where there's actually like, like literally like a hundred men at once trying to go to the bathroom? I just 
I can't imagine it. I don't think I've ever been into a Bucky's bathroom. Ironically. Really? That's like their main draw, or at least that's how they, I feel like that's how they at least probably got a significant portion of their start going. Yeah. Was people stop there for the bathrooms. I've never been into a Bucky's bathroom. When I, when we enter the department store that is Bucky's, my friends go to the bathroom. I'm like, okay, catch me in the snack aisle. I'm going to be looking for these chips. <laughs> I'm not, It's my white whale. You know, it's the more I think about Bucky's, what almost frustrates me is that I can't put into words. Like, it frustrates me that people are so into Bucky's. But at the same time, my the times I've been to Bucky's, which I've probably been there like maybe ten times ever, maybe fifteen. Um, I have like like I have warm memories, like fond memories of being there. Like like I just not 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 like specific memories, just my times being there. I I recall fondly, and that almost makes me mad because it shouldn't be. I feel like they didn't do anything that special other than just being absurd. But for some reason, that made me happy when I was no. there. The thing is that that's here's the thing about Bucky. Here's the bottom line. It's the last thing I'll say about it. Bucky <laughs> sets the absolute bare minimum standard for what a gas station should be like. You should be able to walk into a bathroom and not be, feel fear that you're gonna slip in a puddle of piss. Okay. <laughs> you should be able to walk into a convenience store on a long road trip and be able to find a snack that you want or a drink that you want. You should be able to pull up to a gas station in a long road trip and, and find one stall for gas that's open. Like this is like Bucky's is doing the bare goddamn minimum, but everyone else is just so bad at their job at being a gas station that Bucky gets away with being like a, a statewide renowned beloved treasured brand by just like mopping their bathrooms once a day. <laughs> That's a fair point. I, I love how I feel like with the stage has been set by all these other gas stations where if you have to stop at a gas station to go to the bathroom, you just sigh and accept that it's going to be a disgusting experience and that you should probably be tested for diseases if you've had to like come into contact with any of the ceramic in that bathroom. Yeah. It's like this I like I walk into a gas station bathroom, I know there's going to be like shit smeared on the floor. There's going to be used <laughs> condom in the urinal and there's going to be a dead guy in one of the stalls. I know that. And I've accepted that. Then Bucky's you walk in and it's like, "Oh wow. This place is like Almost as clean as your average Lowe's bathroom. <laughs> cool. This place is a fan. I'm going to buy a t- This place is so cool. I'm going to buy a t-shirt. <laughs> that, I feel like that really sums up the Bucky's experience right there is you, you enjoy going to the bathroom there so much that you're willing to wear a shirt advertising how good their bathrooms are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, well, we've spent enough time dogging on Bucky's. I think. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you hit us with uh, what with your positive rant this week? You know, Zach, uh, I'm gonna keep it pretty simple, as I do pretty much every week with the positive rant. Yeah, but, I'm, I'm uh, on the same page. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it, it, this, but but trust me, I feel like I've set a new uh, a new bar for what it means to have a simple positive rant, which is that I've really been enjoying the weather recently. Uh, just hear me out. I know that everyone loves to talk about how great autumn is, fall, whatever you want to call it. I, I don't know if autumn is. It's like, I don't know, spe- is, is it, what what is, oh, is okay, autumn professor? A, is autumn a more like not professional name, but like official name, or is that just for like pretentious people? They call it autumn instead of fall. I don't know. Um, 
Uh, I think <laughs> autumn is what it's called in any, apparently only in North America did we call it fall. Really? So everyone else calls it autumn? That's what this Wikipedia page says on the first sentence I read by Googling autumn. I mean, autumn sounds like such a core word, and I feel like us dumb Americans, it turned into October. We saw one leaf fall, and we're like, oh, fall. And then oh, we just how called about the fall? Because <laughs> it's what the leaves do, just like uh, in the winter time, the snowflakes winter, you know? Yeah, I think that voice really summarizes how I imagine that. Um, The average American experience. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, you know, it's it's so cliche to say that fall is like a nice time and that you look forward to it. But I didn't realize how much I looked forward to it until like, I I mean, I feel like Texas summers are pretty hot. I mean, this summer wasn't... uh, particularly hot but it, uh, all texas summers are hot um but i i feel like during the summer it's like when you're outside i mean be, being outdoors is is fine but you're not like looking forward to it but now that the weather is nice and i step outside it's like i'll be happy for no reason i'll just walk outside and it's like there's a slight breeze cooling my skin and like like the sun is out, but it's not oppressive. And then I'm just like, oh, like this is nice. This makes me happy. And it, I don't know. It's it's kind of crazy how weather has the ability to impact you positively or negatively. But I've realized that like my baseline for happiness, I feel like has gone up because when I step outside, I feel nice. And so it's like the baseline has risen because of that. Yeah, I... I love the weather. I could agree more, but I I'm have been on the record several times in several different rants on the podcast talking about how much I like um, spring, how mm-hmm. much I like uh, I'm I mean I'm talking about it already on the show today. Uh, tropical vibes, heat, <laughs> summertime, like that's my thing. So I'm just gonna read. This is a direct quote from Wikipedia, uh, the <laughs> autumn page for Wikipedia because. I'm just perusing this while you were talking, and I it, I, I couldn't agree more with what it's saying. Autumn has often been associated with melancholia. The possibilities and opportunities of summer are gone, and the chill of winter is on the horizon. Skies turn gray, the amount of usable daylight drops rapidly, and many people turn inward, both physically and mentally. Like, that, I could not agree more. The weather right now is fantastic. I, mm-hmm. I drove home from work today with the windows down, and I enjoyed myself thoroughly. I, but I can't enjoy it as much as I'd like to because I know that in the future is shorter days. The cold weather is on the horizon, which a lot of people appreciate, and I respect that they appreciate that. Not for me. I'd rather be. I'd rather it be hot outside than cold usually. Um, and and the fact that like going out and just getting hammered at the pool is. <laughs> Probably, no joke, like my number one activity of all time. There's almost nothing I'd ever, re- I'd rather do ever other than that. And the fact that that's gone until May is really depressing to me. Uh, so I get where you're coming from, but for me, I just like, I, I, I can't, I, I understand, everything you're saying makes sense. And I wish I could relate, but just the overwhelming sense of impending uh, unpleasantness. <laughs> from my personal outlook on life that's incoming is, is kind of preventing me from enjoying the beautiful weather. No, I get that. I get that. I, I mean, 
you know, I almost said, like, well, what's stopping you from sitting outside and drinking, even, like, going to a pool now? But I went over to a friend's house a couple weeks ago to swim in their pool. And we're like, oh, like, it's still, like, kind of warm. Like, we could still swim. And it was also already, like, really cold. And it was, like, we were in there for a little while and we were kind of like, why are we doing this? Like, like we're, yeah. this is actually, like, unpleasant. And it's like, ah, like... The, the sea unless you have a pool that warms itself the sea the season to swim is kind of past which is a bummer it is a bummer yeah and it happens every year so i'll get over it but <laughs> and honestly if the if we lived on the equator and i did not have to worry about the daytime shrinking the daylight mm, no, amount yeah. of daylight per day shrinking uh, uh, like 80 percent of this negative emotion would go away i i can handle being without a pool i get it i like the cold weather I know that if it was summertime all the time, I'd get real sick of the heat. So I'm okay with it being cold. But the daylight thing, and I've talked yeah, about this, has actually been a rant before. I, it depresses the shit out of me. I That is by far the worst part about fall and winter. And to me, it's so bad and annoying that it almost ruins the whole season. That's a good point. I mean, we're fairly south uh, relatively. And even so, once we're, we really get into the meat of winter... Like, there are days where I'm driving home and the sun is already setting or set, you know, yeah. like from work. And it's like, I don't even get to go home and enjoy any sun. Like, it's going to be dark by the time I get home. Like, that's kind of absurd. <laughs> yeah, and it's only, I mean, it's only like, in t- we got two more months, two and a half more months, because like December 20th, 21st is usually about the time that that's the shortest day of the year, which... Oh, yeah. You can tell that that obviously is important to me because I have that date more or less memorized. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we it's only going to get worse from here on out, unfortunately. And there are things I love about fall. Don't get me wrong. Uh, um, if flannel season is back, and I look incredible in a, fa- a flannel, especially now that I've grown a red beard and I, my hair is long. I look fantastic in a flannel. So I'm very excited about that. Um, but uh, overall, yeah, I, f- I find it to be kind of more sad than, than happy. Sorry to just chomp your flavor there. No, that's that's completely okay. I I mean, you haven't trumped anything. I've I still I I'm still enjoying autumn. It's a, it's a good time. I I enjoy that little thing you read from Wikipedia. That was pleasant. <laughs> um, what was there a category for autumn's penis size on there? Uh, <laughs> that that is really unfortunately going to make almost zero sense to anyone else. So that's going to seem like way out of, out of the blue. <laughs> For context, I found a Wikipedia article uh, the other day where one of the categories was titled penis size. So it was like a person's early life, career, personal life, later life and death, penis size, see also references. Those were the sections on Wikipedia. And I thought that was just so goddamn funny. Um, It was, I mean, to be fair, it was over some like porn star from the 80s. And the reason I was reading his Wikipedia article is because I was reading, I'm going through the Wikipedia list of unsolved murders. And, oh, wow. uh, and he like, uh, is a, a suspect in murdering someone back in the eighties. And, uh, so that's how I stumbled across his, uh, Wikipedia account. But I thought it was so fu- I, like, if I die, please have a, a penis size category on my Wikipedia page. 
just tons of quotes of speculations and claims. <laughs> yeah. No, that that was like such a I actually read the section. It was so long. It had so many sources cited like scientific reports and stuff. It was really diagrams. bizarre. Yeah. Well, no diagrams unfortunately, but uh, maybe I'll become a Wikipedia editor just to add my personal flair. <laughs> Sorry, where, where were we? <laughs> well, uh, I, it felt like you were done with your rant. Yeah, I'm done. Uh, I'm okay. Done. Well, then my rant, I'll keep it quick. Um, it's actually the exact opposite of Paul's <laughs> rant. More or less, it's the exact opposite. Um, so uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars came out for the Nintendo Switch oh, recently. Yeah. Um, it's a video game that includes Super Mario 64 from 1996, uh, Super Mario Sunshine from 2002, and Super Mario Galaxy from Who Gives a Shit, uh, all on the same game, and uh, I that inspired me to download a ROM of Super Mario Sunshine on my computer to play the game for free without paying sixty dollars for an eighteen-year-old game. And uh, like, if that video game was a person that could vote, that's how old it is, and you're charging me sixty dollars for it and a game from 1996 and a game from probably from 2008, I, that's ridiculous. Um, anyway. My understanding also is that they didn't even like update it really. Yeah, or, like, they're direct ports. Better. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> the game from 1996 plays like a game from 1996. Um, yeah. Anyway, nobody cares about the history of Super Mario, but um, I've been playing uh, Super Mario Sunshine on my computer for free. And um, I've been loving the shit out of it. This game was one of the first video games I ever owned as a kid. Like I said, it came out in 2002. And um, it's a game where you play, you play as Mario, obviously. It takes place uh, on a tropical island. And all the levels are centered around uh, beaches, hotels, casinos, um, ports, harbors. Um, just tropical environments. And the game is also part of the game. A, a huge part of the game is... Uh, there's like a bunch of graffiti and sl- like poisonous sludge and shit that you have to clean up as Mario. You got to like spray it down with water. And while playing this game, I played the absolute hell of it, hell out of it in the last two weeks. Um, and I think I came to the realization that I have this game to blame for two major facets, probably the biggest facets of my entire personality being a, I like to clean things and B I'm obsessed with like a tropical Aloha lifestyle, which I've already brought up three times on the show today. So you should know, um, how much of a facet of my personality that is. But uh, yeah, I, I thought that was kind of interesting and cool. I don't really have too much more to say about it. I'll keep it quick because we're running out of time. But um, I'm just sitting here like having a great time playing as Mario on a beautiful tropical al- island, uh, climbing pine trees and uh, wearing Hawaiian shirts and uh, squirting like graffiti off of walls and stuff. <laughs> F- find that to be... Very interesting that as a developing youth, uh, that was a major feature of my after-school routine, and uh, perhaps that's why I'm the lovable, lovable bastard I am today. <laughs> you know, I've actually never played uh, Sunshine, um, and I, I feel like it, there's something about it that's so alluring to me. I really would like to, um, but I haven't had the chance to, but... I adore it. Po- it's so fun. At, at some point, I should figure out a way to do that. Maybe I'll also download some ROMs or something. We'll, we'll see. A huge part of it is nostalgia for me, why I like it so much, but I, I, I do indeed love it. Uh, and I've been having a great time reliving my nostalgia and uh, my youth. Um, back when I got a GameCube for my birthday so many years ago, 
and uh, got me thinking about um, <laughs> how much that game. I and maybe it's not true, um, but I think it's kind of coincidental how much uh, main features that stupid little kids video game from uh, 2002 turned me into uh, or you know relate to how I feel today about certain things. That's about it. That's all I had to say. <laughs> um, but this was episode 51 of Not All Bad, and I'm so glad that you could make it. Um, our show is available on Spotify, iTunes, Overcast, SoundCloud, and Google Play. You can find it uh, on Twitter at Not All Bad Show. And uh, we'd love it if you left a rating and review on iTunes as well. Like we said before, if you want to have your topic talked about on the show, you can submit it to notallbadshow at gmail.com. Uh, with the subject line random rant idea or if you want to talk, talk about anything else there uh, is the way to do it or Twitter is a good way to do it as well uh, if you like today's episode tell your friends tell them to really gear up for episode 50 which is going to be a real humdinger oh boy um, yeah I think that's uh, that's it this has been episode 51 uh, of Not All Bad and I'm Zach Andrews this is Paul Messman dance like nobody's watching Rant like nobody's listening. <laughs>